Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of She's an Artist. I'm your host Sarah Brown. This week I'm here with the fabulous Petra Gerard. Petra first burst onto the music scene in 2015 with her single Glamour Girl and since then she has performed all over New York City at the Bowery Electric, Webster Hall, and the Cutting Room. You can catch her upcoming performance at the Bitter End on Valentine's Day, February 14th at 10 p.m. You can find more information on Petra at PetraGerard.com and all her music is currently on Spotify. Once again, I'm your host, Sarah Brown, and this is She's an Artist. All right. Hello. Welcome. Hello. All right. So you're... <laughs> You're a singer, you're a musician. Yes, singer, songwriter, producer, all the above. Everything. One woman show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and this like runs in the family because yeah. your brother is also like a musical prodigy. Like you're both <laughs> just like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he does mostly like classical music. Mm. Like I just say like he's an opera composer. That's like oh, what he does. Yeah. He's always really? getting commissioned for works. He's putting up works everywhere. And I started off as a classical musician. Mm. I played classical piano for about 15 years of my life. Oh, yeah. Um, but when I was about like six or seven, because I knew what I wanted in my life when I was six years old. I was oh like, mom, <laughs> I want to do something different than my brother. Like, I love the piano, but I want something different. Yeah. So my mom bought me a Fender Strat and was like, okay. this is the most different thing I can give you. So yeah. here, enjoy. Because I still wanted to do music, but I was like, not, like, I love classical music and yeah. I still do to this day, but I was just like, I just need to try something a bit different than my brother. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, man. Complete well, 180. Yeah, I mean, I guess... Sometimes younger siblings want to be just like their older siblings. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. I didn't feel that way either. I wanted to do something like different. I mean, I definitely cite Felix as like an inspiration for everything oh, yeah, I do. Like course. from his like work ethic and his yeah, work. It's just, course. it's great. But yeah. I was just like, in the sort of way that I put myself out for me, where I want to do it a different way. Yeah. So I took to the more... Yeah, Showgirl, like, extravagant, yeah. flamboyant rap. No, that's great. <laughs> that's what I like, though. And you prefer, like, more, like, pop music, though, yeah. to, like, classical. That's, like, your specialty. That's my specialty. That's yeah. what I do. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, your first single that ever came out, Glamour Girl. Yes. That came out, what, two years, three years ago? It's going to be three years really soon. Oh, man. It feels like it just happened, but yeah. I, I thought about this the other day because I think I was just, like, updating and, like, oh, singing yeah, after course. gigs and stuff, and I was like, wow, that song's been with me forever, yeah. and it's such a funny story how, like, that song came to be. Yeah. Um, I wrote that song, so I was in a choir for about uh -huh. six years of my life back in Connecticut, Yeah. and during the sermons, like, I loved being there, but uh -huh. I would always, like, sneak a pencil and paper and yeah. would just write like music ideas whether it's oh just like God. lyrics or maybe melodic ideas I think yeah. just being surrounded by music because like one of the biggest things about this church that I was at uh -huh. was their music program it was an oh. amazing like I traveled to Fringe Festival with them yeah. in Europe so they were really big into their music so I think like that was a big inspiration for me like especially when I was so young because I sang in that choir from I think when I was 12 up to when I was like 16. Oh wow. So I it was for a very very long time I was mm -hmm. with that church and I wrote Glamour Girl <laughs> um, at a Good Friday Mass. 
Amazing. It was a six-hour service. Oh, my gosh. Um, I still haven't told my choir director this story. Yeah. Um, and I, the night before, I was watching The Seven-Year Itch, and I am a huge Marilyn Monroe oh, fan. I'm a yeah, huge classic movie fan. Yeah. I, I share a birthday with Audrey Hepburn, so oh my God. it runs in my blood yes. to just love classic movie icons. And I think like, I just had this idea about like the super glitzy girl and just like yeah. just like wants to be in love. It's Glamour Girl still, I say, the happiest song I've written to this day. <laughs> Everything just went downhill. Like, oh, I, yeah. Cause, like, I, I was like 14, 15, you know, mm. I didn't know anything about oh, love yeah. or having your heart broken. Mm -hmm. I was pure and still innocent. Don't. Yeah. Still I don't, but mm. I mean now I, I mean moving to New York gives oh, you a yeah. really good taste <laughs> of reality. Yeah. Um but it, I, it was just a very, it just happened. Like I sat there for the service and I wrote the whole song. And I went to the car afterwards. My mom picked me up and I was like, so, mom, I wrote this song. And she was like, you did it during a good Friday service. I was like, yeah. It was yeah, just like, I know. Yeah. She loved it. And I oh did gosh. this little production. I used to record in my bedroom. Yeah. I had a little walk-in closet and I would take all the clothes out and I would just like record my music in there. Because oh I really didn't know, like I just taught myself how to produce music and yeah. I didn't want to lose track of my ideas. Uh-huh. And I recorded the demo, and it's just like the one song that always stuck with me. Like no matter all, like I even when I was deciding on what song to do first, I was like, I have to do that song because yeah. it was just there was something about that song. I was like, this just feels like it embodies what I really want to do with my music. Like it was okay. a good thing to put forward first. Yeah, and I feel like I made the right decision. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely taken me a long way. Yeah, so. but you don't record in your closet anymore. No. We've come a step up from. The yeah, closet. we're not in my closet anymore. Okay. So we're recording in Big Girl Studios. Good for you. Making things happen. Yeah, yeah. no, it's exciting. It's yeah. really exciting. So, Glamour Girl, what was, like, the whole message of that song? The message of that song was just mostly to be carefree and happy yeah. and about finding somebody that you love that just makes you feel like you own the world. Awesome. So, it was just, like, one of those songs that, like, totally, like, a step away from reality, but also mm -hmm. keeping that, like, Marilyn Monroe character in mind, because I feel like, in a way, like, although, like, her personal life was very, like, dark, uh -huh. in the in the image that she would, like, project, it was very light and bubbly and free-spirited, and yeah. I really wanted to catch that embodiment in the song. Oh, okay. So, that's kind of, like, the whole message behind it. It's kind of, like, this carefree song that anyone can just, like, get up and dance to. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter what kind of music you like. Like, you yeah. will like this song. That's what my pitch was always like. I was like, <laughs> you, you will like this song. <laughs> It's on Spotify right now. Yeah, it's on Spotify. It. Mm -hmm. Amazing. It's on Spotify. And you also have another album coming out very yes. soon. Very soon. I would say like at some point later in 2018. I just started recording at the end, like right before New Year's Eve. Okay. Um, but I mean, it's all songs that I've written over the mm -hmm. last several months. I really started putting the project together last July. Okay. Um, and because I just like during my time in undergrad, uh -huh. I really didn't start doing my music till I was a junior mm -hmm. in college. Music, because I came to New York when I was 16, I was like, oh, you know, like, I'm just going to do music. My mom yeah. was like, you need to go to school. You need to get yes. education. So education I was like, is important. I was like, okay. So I ended up going to school, focused yeah. on that for a couple of years. But I was just like, I really want to try it because I'm here in the city. And yeah. I would always hang out um, at the performing arts school. That's where all my friends are. I have, oh, yeah. I have a lot of friends at my liberal arts program, but I would always be at the performing arts school. Oh, Everyone yeah, thought that I was like a jazz student. I was like, I don't. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. it, but I'm not. Mm -hmm. um, so I was just like, I need to try because I this is just a once in like an opportunity. Oh, and I, and lived like I live like two blocks away from the bitter end. I was like, I just, yeah. I just wanted to see what it would be like. Um, yes, yeah, so over the years, like from starting off with like doing Glamour Girl yeah. and touring, 
there were so many changes in my life that happened. So, yeah. like, the big, like, the release of Glamour Girl was the start of all of it. Okay. Um, so, I mean, one of the first and most unfortunate things that happened was losing my father. Yes. Um, he passed away in 2016 from okay. stage 4 lung cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, he was diagnosed, like, two months before he passed. So, that, it, there were just, like, so many things like that that was yeah. just, like, this constant change, and I didn't know how to grasp it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, my brother graduated college, and just, like, dealing with this whole idea of, like, loss and mm-hmm. reality and mortality and just yeah. like all these things and I was just like 18 19 years old trying yeah. to figure out like what the hell this all means I would yeah. just like write in my notebook all the time um and this is what your album this is, is what about. the album is going to be about okay. it's mostly just about like being honest about everything because I okay. feel like the, a lot of the image that I've projected over the last couple years is just like of course, it's still who I am, but very mm-hmm. bubbly, very bright, very charismatic, mm-hmm. and I'm still all of those things, but, I mean, we live in a crazy world today. Oh, I mean, of we course. have Donald Trump as president, yes. for example, so it's very hard to just be like that all of the time. Yeah. Like, you have to just get a grip with yourself and get a grip mm-hmm. with the people around you, because, I mean, as an artist, you have everyone's ear. Of course. So I want to make my voice important in this whole conversation and just yeah. be like, you know, like, this is all great, but also, let's just be real here for a second, because I'm tired yeah. about hearing about fake shit and I just want to be real, I want to be honest, so that's just the whole purpose behind it and just talking about life in general. So it's good, it's going to be a 10 track album and I, yeah, so it's a lot, a lot of music and And all written by you. All written by me, arranged by me. Yeah, so it's, it's a very exciting project. Yeah. And it's all stuff no one has heard before, like even in my live show. So it's really? all okay, so brand all new. brand new. Oh, man. It's all brand new. That's awesome because you don't hear a lot of people writing their own stuff a lot of times. So at least like refreshing. in mainstream pop. Yeah, I mean, there course. are a couple artists that do it and I think yeah. it's great, but that's like my biggest thing is that I want to be the creative mind behind everything that I do. Because it's then your truth and Yeah, your it's voice. my voice and it's like the one thing that you can control is yeah. sort of like the art that you create in mm-hmm. this industry. So my voice feels very important and we all have a really good story to tell. So oh, of course. So that's what I, yeah. I always my goal is to produce stuff that I'm proud of and I'm very proud of everything that's coming out right now. So well I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. And it'll come out on Spotify. Yeah it'll be on it'll be everywhere. It'll so be it'll everywhere. be iTunes. iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud YouTube, Every, it's gonna be everywhere. Amazing. Everyone can hear it finally. Yes. <laughs> so, um, going back to your dad. Yes. So you and your brother actually, and one of our mutual friends, Brittany. Yes. You guys did a show called Soul Beam. Yes. Songs of the Soul Beam. And that was just produced n- not a few weeks ago. Actually. Yeah. It was yeah. NPR. The first time we did it was at BAM yes. back in June 2016, which is crazy. That was that's amazing. Epic. It was that BAM was like you know yeah they were they it was a amazing experience yeah they, that's they took awesome. us in with open arms and they were so amazing and LPR was phenomenal too yeah um, both performances have been just mm-hmm. so successful and wonderful yeah. and Soul Beams is a very personal work to mm-hmm. all of us and what is Soul Beams about so the premise of it started I would say back in like 2016 so mm-hmm. around the same time that. My father passed away. My brother was working on his senior thesis, which was an opera, The Fall of the House of Usher, where Brittany was the director, Mm -hmm. and we had so many amazing musicians a part of that um, cast as well. Um, And around that time, Brittany's grandmother died. Yeah. Um, 
Then, like, a month later, my dad passed away, and a week from my father's passing, the Soprano's mother passed away. And wow. all, all of them passed away from cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had, like, this common thread, and we were doing this huge show together, mm-hmm. and we were trying to just, like, get a grip with our feelings and reality, and we just didn't know how to properly grieve, because our yeah. mindset was, like, what in this going? totally yeah. different place. Like, mm-hmm. we were like, we had this show to put on, but how do we cope with loss? in such a great capacity that's affected all of our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, So after Usher finished, Felix and Brittany came up with this idea that they wanted to sort of have a production where they would pay homage to our relatives. Mm -hmm. And the great thing about the first Soul Beams performance is that the soprano that was in Usher, she got to perform in Mm -hmm. the worldwide debut of the uh, production. Um, Of course, Felix and I were there. Brittany was there. So, Mm -hmm. and actually the baritone who sang in Usher also performed in it. So it was like, it was, so it was full circle and everyone that was there at the time got to be in this production. So there was such a deeper meaning to it than Mm -hmm. just like, some random singers and musicians yeah. coming together. It's people who've lived this experience with mm-hmm. us. So it was, it was a beautiful thing to be a part of. And then getting to do it again at Soul, at sorry, at uh, LPR uh-huh. was another interesting experience in a whole different level because we definitely did some different tweaks to the production. Mm-hmm. We had a new song that was debuted wow. there. So it wasn't the same show, or it was? It was pretty much the same show, mm-hmm. um, but LPR is a bit of a different venue, so oh. we got to do like different stage work, and okay. we had the new song debuted there, okay. so it added a different twist, and it was really cool to try it in this new light, and I really love the performance that we did at LPR. Yeah. It's definitely one of my favorites. So is Soul Beams like a cohesive show, or is it like little vignettes? So it's a song cycle. So oh, it's okay. li- So each... Each work is like its own vignette. They each yeah. tell different stories. So um, there's like afterlife, after death, which is like the prelude and like the mm-hmm. closing of a work. There's a song in there called Tina, which talks about a heroin drug overdose wow. at a sex club. Yeah. And we're all like banging chairs and plumbing yes. pipes and like throwing stuff on the floor and dying at the end, which is, it's a, Amazing. it's very fun to do. It's one of my favorite ones to perform and I'm clapping the whole time. So yeah. Brittany and Felix poke fun at me when they write the program. They say like Petra, who plays Melanoid. So singer, actress, and clapping artist. Oh my god! Yeah, that was published in the I band program. It. I died. I was like, clapping you really artist. wrote clapping artist. You're the first clapping artist. Yep, first on this podcast. <laughs> I'm very happy so, for you. It's a hidden, yeah, hidden it's talent a, of mine. Hidden talent. <laughs> clapping for yes. everyone who needs a clapper. Petra, at she's me. your girl. Yes, please Get tag it. me. Yeah. <laughs> I have and, good rhythm. Yeah. So you've had an interesting life because you came here at 16. Yes. To go to college. Yes. So you're like college graduate, 20 years old, like yes. so young, already done so much. That's amazing. It was funny because at the time, I mean, I was not thinking of it. Oh, that of way. course My not. mom was always like, yeah, like my baby's going to college. Yeah. Like, she was the one like who was always so behind and so was my dad. But yeah. I was just like, yeah, I'm going to college and yeah. taking classes. I mean, I felt it more when I was actually at school because mm-hmm. I was, I was surrounded by people that are like two years older than me and mm-hmm. I was just like, oh my God, like they are going to hate me if I say I'm 16. So I kept it a total secret when I went really? to school. I didn't tell anybody. Um, but it was, I had I, one of my best friends, Odalis. She was yeah. like my confidant the whole time. Oh. So I'm going to give her a shout out on this podcast. Yes. And she was like, like one of my closest friends. And in our journalism class um, that we were in my first semester of college, uh-huh. I wrote this spot piece called Freshman 16. Yeah. And my professor really loved it. And she was like, maybe you should expand on this a little bit, you know, talking about what it's like to be so young and going to college. Yeah. So I ended up taking the piece again and a few months later having mm-hmm. it published in the school newspaper. And then a 
like not even a couple days after that thought catalog published a piece on it and then it just sort of I don't want to say it went viral, but it definitely got, like, I got a lot of feedback on oh, that article. Wow. And it was, yeah, it was quite the whirlwind. And a few weeks later after that, USA Today contacted me and they're like, hey, can we do an interview with you? I was like, oh, this is so cool. I, I was just like, I didn't think it was that big of a deal being yeah. 16 and going to college. I but I felt like the internalized, like, fear of, like, oh, I feel so much younger than yeah. everyone else. And it was a very funny thing because I was living in the dorms mm-hmm. um, when I first went to school. And I did didn't even tell my roommates um but right before the article came out I was like hey guys so uh, <laughs> yeah I'm 16 and they were like girl it's fine and yeah. like <laughs> we're all best friends right now like yeah. my freshman roommate one of them went on the road with me for my tour oh, wow. and then my other friend she's in California yeah. and she's also in the music industry so we're like we're talking like we were talking so like awesome. just yesterday we're all yeah. such good friends so oh good and so, speaking of all your tours, you've toured a lot in Japan, yeah? Yeah, I you seem to be very popular there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love Japan. It, yeah. was, it was the first place that I performed internationally, like, with my band. Oh, wow. Um, and what's that like? Just performing your music for other people and having them respond to it, it was, in such a positive way. It was such a good feeling. Yeah. Um, definitely, the tour in Japan was one of my favorites that I've been on, um, because there's just such a different appreciation for music over there. Like, even during the songs that were sad and slow, they were still, like, dancing, like, ballroom style and just cheering me on. And it it was just so, like, it was a very beautiful experience to Mm -hmm. see that. And even though there was, because there's a whole language barrier there, that they were still, like, we were able to communicate through music. It was just a mind-blowing experience. And there were some shows where, like, people gave me, like, little gifts, like, little tokens. And I still collected them. They're in my room. And it was just such a heartwarming experience that I just, I couldn't think of a better tour to go on and um, we were there for 10 days Um, we played a festival a festival while we were over there and um, we did some shows at like Hard Rock Cafe we did two shows there Um, it was a double bill that night so it was a lot of fun Um, we did some shows in Tokyo we did some shows in Kobe so we got to see so much of Japan while we were there it was an awesome experience and while we were on the road Adidaria was one of our sponsors so we got to rock their gear at all the shows have some swag yeah have some Amazing. swag that's awesome yeah oh, wow. <laughs> so um how has music shaped you as a person today it's definitely allowed me to think in a different way mm-hmm. I would say it's definitely opened up my horizons a lot more because okay. like I said music is sort of like a universal language you can go anywhere in the world and people will understand what you're talking yeah, about what you're feeling like even if they don't understand what you're singing or saying they can mm-hmm. feel it yeah um so for me it's I'm a big communicator I love telling people my stories and I know that everyone has shared experience in the world whether it's good or bad yeah. um so for me it just allowed me to be more open as a person in. Um, especially like coming to school so young and being in like a place like New York City when you're so yeah. like when you're just 16 mm-hmm. you feel scared about everything you're just yeah. like like I don't know what to do how to feel so mm-hmm. I felt like I was more myself when I was standing behind a microphone and holding a guitar in my hand than I ever was doing anything else in my life like I just felt I just feel so much more free yeah. and I'm able to express myself in a way that I just haven't been able to before and That's people awesome. understand it so it's yeah. been it's a very cathartic experience for me mm-hmm. it's it's great that's awesome. And you have a show coming up in Boston. Yes, at Hard Rock Cafe. Oh my goodness. And when is that coming up? So that's going to be on February 24th. 
And right before that, I'm actually doing my first radio interview in Boston. <gasps> oh my god! On gosh. WEMF Boston, so tune in. Yeah, it's gonna anyone's be, in Boston. Yeah, February 5th at 5 p.m. I'm going to be talking about the show a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, and I get to do an acoustic set, so. Yes. It's going to be exciting. Oh I've, I've never been on the radio before, so oh, that's... Wow, <laughs> that's awesome. I totally... I got the email while I was at my job, and mm-hmm. I, I had to silently fangirl to myself. I did texted everyone under my desk. I'm like, guys, I'm going to be on the radio. I just like, I can't, I can't. I this is the do. best thing ever. I don't know what to do. I'm like, guys. So oh it's, God. yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. My whole band's coming up. I have some yeah. friends that are from New York that are driving in to see the show. That's so. awesome. Well, if anyone's in Boston, February 24th. February 24th. Amazing. At the Hard Rock Cafe. Yes. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, this thank you for having great. me. Yes. I look forward to see what you're going to do next. I can't wait till your album comes out. Check it out. Um, it'll be on Spotify, iTunes, everywhere. And you can catch her single, Glamour Girl, now everywhere. Streaming Stream everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify. So thanks, you guys, so much for listening. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of She's an Artist. If you want, you can subscribe to me on iTunes and on SoundCloud. Until then, keep creating and keep telling your stories and have a great day.